0: G'day, and welcome to the Pod Pod. Gonna have to wait for the drop again on this one. We're doing St. Kilda for our team previews in the Pod Pod. There it is, boys. Potato loving the theme songs from Checkers at Marmalade. We are doing our AFL Fantasy team preview of the St. Kilda Football Club. And with me, as always, I have five-time top 100 finisher, the Statesman. I have two-time top 10 finisher, Homesy, along with another two-time top 10 finisher, John Harmy. Louis not joining us on this one, but he'll be back shortly, no doubt. Let's get into the Saints team numbers before we dive into some players. They were sixth on the ladder with Ross back at the helm. Number one for AFL Fantasy Points. Coming off being number one for disposals, number one for kicks, number three for handballs. Loved getting their hands on the Sharon. They were third last though for meters gained per disposal. So that really just illustrates that chip-chip game plan that they deployed last year. And also not a bad center clearance team, but the second worst for stoppage clearance differential just ahead of West Coast. So... As we know, Ross, he's all about that transition defense, setting up behind the ball, using those wingmen to defend as well. Um, But Holmesy, what are your thoughts on the Saints coming into year two with Ross, the boss, back at the helm?
1: Yeah, look, Ross kind of got put in that position pretty late in the piece last year. I'm pretty sure they'd already done the draft or at least the trade period before he'd, he'd been announced as coach, so... New new game style coming in. Uh, he's going to have a full preseason this year to really implement what he wants to do. And it it will be really interesting to see whether or not the way they played last year was just because he'd come in late and he just needed to get the best out of that group or whether or not that's the way he wants to play. And being the the highest fantasy scoring team for us, uh, we really need to know this stuff because if they're going to change the way they play, we, we could be paying overs for some of their players.
0: The other interesting thing, that I should throw in as well is they also let their teams um, with that game plan, they obviously let their team uh, opposition clubs score well, especially we saw defenders just going absolutely ham against the saints. And that became a matchup play in your draft. And also considering captaincy options against them in the defensive line. So we'll wait and see if that continues as well in year two, or if there is a bit more pressure in the defensive 50, the trade in period, a huge one, for the Saints, bringing in the one down, and down. only oh, Paddy Dow Paddy 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 coming in to save the Saints. to Turn the fortunes around. All the lads, if you're watching the YouTube, you can see they're disgusted in my behavior on this one. <laughs> but look, unfortunately, some news did come out about his knee the other day. We'll talk about Paddy Dow more soon. That was one of the trade period ends. The other one... And it's the only other major one really here was Liam Henry coming across from the Fremantle Dockers. And you'd expect him to step into some sort of a wing role and, and maybe even a fantasy-friendly role. Let's talk about that later too. The outs, Jade Gresham off to the Bombers. Nick Coffield, a fantasy option for us, going to the Western Bulldogs after some injury issues over the years. Jack Billings heading off to the Ds. And poor Jack Bightell. Getting delisted. A fantasy favorite of mine and nobody else's as well. Now, let's talk about the buy round. Off to you, Stato. No opening around for the Saints. They've got that round 15 buy, but a few juicy options for us. Yeah, um, smooth sailing for 14 rounds,
2: which is always a bit of a bonus. But as I've mentioned before, as we're going through the other teams, they have, unfortunately, one of the trickiest um, buys. Uh, and that is round 15 where there's a lot of premiums on that round. So just be mindful when you're planning that you don't end up with uh, 12 or 13 so-called keepers in round 15.
0: All right, well, let's get on to the popular picks at the Saints, and there's actually a bunch of them. There's six players to talk about here we might move a few of them into a different category but max heath is the most popular player at the saints 200k ruck forward 26 percent owned we'll talk about him in the rookie priced segment but um look i think that's just you know a placeholder at the moment jack sinclair 922,000 000 defender averaged 102 last year he is 22 percent owned harmy talk us through jack sinclair as an option this year
3: yeah, I like it. Um, I guess I'm a bit of a fan of the way he plays. Uh, he's on that uh, defensive line, but he's not overly uh, locked down and accountable, is he? He sort of gets a bit of a loose ball, which is nice. He got a few CBAs too last year. Um, he's got a high ceiling. He's a guy that can go 130 plus, which is uh, always good for us, and he's pretty consistent. It's not very often that he hits a, a low score. So, um, yeah, that's probably, I mean, yeah. Uh, his defensive option is defensive premium, so I think he'll very likely to be a uh, top six defender come end of the season. Stato, your thoughts on
0: Jack Sinclair? He is quite a popular pick, and um, d- the defensive line, we are looking for a standout kind of number one premium if you don't go the Nick Dacos route with given his, uh, his opening round.
2: I'll be honest, I don't see the upside, um, but I I don't think he drops away too much either. So I'm looking for value at the start. He doesn't really have that, but if we look at our defensive line and and forward line, there's a lot of players with question marks. So what you do get from Jack Sinclair, if you pick him, um,
0: is what he's priced at. Okay, uh, the next most popular pick at the Saints, two hundred and forty nine thousand dollar Darcy Wilson. We'll talk about him in the rookie segment as well. Nearly sixteen percent owned. So coaches are pretty keen on starting him. Let's talk about him a little later. Jack Steele, though, the next most popular pick, almost 15% owned, 14.6% at the moment. Coming off a bit of a down year for Jack Steele's most recent standards, uh, ninety seven point nine average sitting at just under $900,000, Homesy can still get back to his best and be value at that 98 average.
1: Yeah, Dossie, look, I don't think he can get back to his best. Uh, his best has been a 120 average, uh, but either side of that, la- the previous season before last and the year before he went 120, he's had years of 110, so that's three years of some, some very good scoring. And, yes, we have seen a coach change uh, in that time, but... The way I look at it, I, I still think he's the main man in there. They don't really have anyone else um, and we are looking for value in our starting squads and I think if you don't seriously consider Jack Steele, uh, you might be overthinking things a bit. I'm not sure he's going to get back to the the 110-plus days, but I, I would be shocked at the end of the year if he's not a 105-plus uh, guy with potential to go to 110. They don't really have anyone else and he still is their captain. Harmy, you got something to say?
3: I was just going to say, I, um, I actually like to sit down and try and predict who's going to be in the midfield for the year. And with a lot of teams, um, you know, you get two, three, four, five, six players sort of thing. With the Saints, I wrote down Jack Steele and then question mark because for me, he's a pretty clear number one.
0: Yeah. yeah, last year looking at the numbers, he was number 3 for the points per minute. Obviously we said that they were an incredibly high fantasy scoring team, so that's no surprise, but despite the horrid year, over 1 point per minute um in the fantasy average which if you, you know, if you look at those numbers, anything over 1 is is pretty good. Um 79% time on ground, I think, you know, that could be better for Jack Steele and 76% centre bounce attendances. So definitely high usage relatively high time on ground. You'd want that, you know, that's pretty solid as well. But I think we, like Holmesy said, I think we can expect some upside, but maybe not the lofty heights of just a couple of years ago. Uh, let's move on though to Nazia wanganeen miller Stato, another defensive option that fantasy coaches are keen on. He's just over 12% owned in this early stage. Um, your thoughts on him? Oh, look, I like him as a player um, and mm. massive
2: back half for the year last year. Um, The question, Mark, is when defensive pressure comes on at St Kilda, where's it going to go? This is a very talented um, player with good ball skills. It sounds like to me that he will be up there in the ratings. So um, I don't know if there's massive growth. Um, I'm probably more excited about him in in draft, especially keepers. Um, I just think he'll have a
0: few little footy lessons in his third season. It's an interesting one, uh, Wanganine Miller. Certainly only his, what, third third season at AFL level and already sort of in our fantasy minds looked like a real real stud back there in the defensive 50 for the Saints. Uh, and the final popular pick for St. Kilda is $200,000 Ari Shoemaker. So he's getting some attention from coaches as well. We'll talk about him in the rookie price segment. Let's get to the top averaging players for the Saints last year. Number one was Rowan Marshall, 116 average 1.04 million dollars. Harmy, can we pay up for Romar, Given there's lots of uh, lots of juicy Ruck options this year for us.
3: Yeah, you could do. I mean, he was one of the best scorers of the season last year, and he's got a high ceiling. Definitely a cap- captain uh, option. But I just feel like people are going to be chasing a bit more, um, bit bit more of a lower priced. Uh, player that presents some value who feel as though there's some underpriced there in the ruck line and not many would be going on Romar but yeah I kind of said it in the Bulldogs pod um, with English I'm not sort of ruling out uh, considering starting a, a high priced uh, ruck as opposed to paying up for a, a um, uh, uh, high priced mid for my captaincy choice Holmesy you were looking like you were nodding
0: at the start of that segment you know we are a video format now for the youtube audience but um for the podcasters out there you were pretty bloody keen on some romar by the sounds of things homesy yeah that's he's really keen really really keen he's pretty excited look at him well it looks like homesy has dropped out on our feed so we'll have to get <laughs> back to that but uh stato your thoughts on romar then
2: Oh, look, I won't be going there, but I don't um, don't have any criticism whatsoever for anyone that does. And um, if you listen to the Draft Doctors at all, Stevie Fizz is big on him and, and points out that uh, uh, he was the highest scorer in stoppage and they were the lowest stoppage team. Um, and it's probably his point against Jack Steele as well, but um, I think people forget very quickly that Jack wasn't too healthy uh, last year. So I think you'll find that he'll bump up the scoring a bit. And Romar, potential growth, I, I probably doubt um, his price will go up. So I think he can
0: wait. All right, number two, Brad Crouch, 103 average, the second highest averaging player at the Saints last year. Is there any upside there, Harmy? I think we probably saw one of Brad Crouch's best seasons last year right?
3: Well, that's right. Yeah, that and he has had an injured offseason. Yeah, I'm not sure if he had surgery, but he's definitely been in the rehab group. So yeah, I'm, it's not somebody that I'm looking at for a starting option. Um, yeah, just consistency and consistency of role. And geez, there was times last year when he was getting a heap of CBAs and then they sort of moved him out of the CBAs. It was a little bit of a funny one with Crouch.
0: I mean, he has been a high fantasy scorer in the past though as well at the Crows, but yeah, just given his age, given his injury history, yeah, it's a it's a tough one to follow in. Um, the third highest averaging player we've already talked about, it was Jack Sinclair. Let's get into the rookie price players, and um, I don't think we need to spend much time on Max Heath, the 200K ruck forward. Contract <laughs> but, um, a year. That- Contract a year, yeah. Max Heath. yeah. Look, I think that's just there because if Rowan Marshall does go down, there's not a heap of other rock ruck options for them, I suppose, would probably be the only other thing. But, um, yeah, we'll move on to another player. Darcy Wilson, $249,000. Popular pick, 16% owned. We mentioned him at the top. Anyone got any thoughts or do you guys know anything about Darcy Wilson?
2: Oh, there's big raps on him um, in the quality of player, but... It's just going to be interesting where he fits in with that team, where the opportunity is. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be any type of that sort of midfield role. I think it's sort of a, a deep forward. Um, so I'm sort of thinking he's a slow burn, if anything, but pre-season games will determine whether he's get, going to be in the best 22.
3: I just got a point there, Dossie boy. Yeah. Um, He was one of the best scorers in the, well, NAB League, that's not the NAB League anymore, um, last season. So he's definitely a scorer um, and he has come into the Saints and been right up there in their time trial. So he's fit enough. It's just about how quickly he picks up the the game plan and where uh, they can see him playing on the field.
0: All right, and Stato, for the next um, in the rookie segment, we've got Ari Showmaker as well. 200K defender, 12% owned by coaches.
2: Yeah, um, I, I don't think we're going to see him actually playing um, early on in the season. He's actually doing one night a week with the VFL squad. Um, a good talent, played well in the Allies program, um, but was sort of one of those. He was the last out of the four big Tassie boys to, uh, to get drafted. So I probably can't see him uh, cracking a game early, but I think in keep an eye on him with the keepers because I think his, um, his uh, national championship scoring was actually pretty good. So he, he yeah. might
0: be one to keep an eye on for the long term. All right, getting into the pods. Now, and my favourite of all. Oh, wait, I need to, <laughs> I need to make sure. That's we why homesy left. Need <laughs> to hit the sting again. Down, there down, it is. Let's talk about Patty Dow. and um look. What are your actual thoughts, Harmy, on Paddy Dow? Obviously, unfortunately, we saw he's out for a four-week block with a, with an injured knee. Thankfully, only bone bruising. Initially, there was fears of an ACL. But Harmy, let's just put that aside, you know, and uh, your thoughts on Paddy Dow at 512K, if fully fit.
3: Yeah, well, after the trade period, I was sort of interested, Dossie. Priced at 57, had five sub games last year, um potential value upside and a midfield role but then didn't really hear much out of the Saints not really sure how he was fitting into training now injured i don't think we could possibly start him could we M- maybe if he comes in and cracks a couple of big scores um upon return and then we can think about it but i just Put a line through him. I think he's an absolute
0: lock, Harmy. Uh, you've got to pick him in your squad. <laughs> no, I mean, with the injury concern, unfortunately, it's really uh, dire times for Paddy. But no, I'm, I'm just hoping he comes back, plays some good footy, and maybe now we just we wait and see on him, Stato. Is that probably where you're at as well? Oh, who's better, Jack
2: Bytel or Paddy Dow? <laughs> Come on, mate. Both same result, right? That's what's going to happen. No, I'd laugh if Jack Bytel ends up being a premiership player with Collingwood. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait and see on all, that one. But. in
3: all seriousness, who's playing in the midfield? Where's my thing? Right. So well, they got they clearly as as home
2: Crouch uh, and Sinclair. I reckon will be your main four, and then it's going to be interesting to see whether they want to inject pace.
0: I mean, yeah, well if they, the if point they want that it's to... he made at the top yeah. though. Like this was Ross's first off you know proper full off season and they've identified two people and brought him in and it was Paddy Dow and Liam Henry. So she, clearly there's something that he's wanting he, to do there. Did. Obviously sauce as well. That? I know it was sauce but he did that.
2: Sauce yeah. got a lot of players <laughs> from GWS to Carlton. How many of them in is still on the list and played a lot of games of footy?
0: All right. Well, you don't have to pick him, Stato, all right, but he'll be fairly. I'm, I'm just telling sport. our listen at listeners, some point this year. Facts. Dossier well, facts.
3: Question then for you, Stato. If you see Windhager being in the middle, being a, a defender priced at sixty, um, is he an option for us? Yes. Yes,
2: he is. Um absolutely mid price option. The the issue may be Um, if he plays too many defensive roles and then does that limit what his ceiling is. Um, But tearing out the the track, um, doing really well. and We saw the photo of the rig and that's always got to bump up your score by at least 10, 15 points.
3: Correct
0: minimum. Um (laughs) Correct Mm -hmm. minimum. All right, so let us talk about him then. Um, Marcus Windhager, this is 570k defender mid- Close to 8% owned. He's got that massive hype about his own rig there, um, killing the time trials, doing all that sort of stuff. Um, Harmy, have you got any interest in in Marcus Windager?
3: I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. He had a few sub-affected games early last year. He had a couple of tons. He's a bit of a... Unknown quantity, I suppose, for me at the moment. But maybe he's um, not a bad alternative to Heath Chapman, who everybody's looking at at the same price. And Windhager's got a midfield role. So maybe I'll have a look at that. And no early buy.
0: Right, there's a few more pods we can talk about for the Saints that may be of interest. um, Given we did say, you know, if they are still up there as a a high fantasy scoring team, and if they're going to be number one again, maybe there's some upside here. Mitch Owens, I'm a big fan of this guy. I think I'd have to see a midfield role change, which I don't know is necessarily going to be there, Stato. But at 74 average, and when we're you know looking for forwards that we can hope for a bit of a, a push forward in their average. Um, $667,000 for Mitch Owens. Could he go to the next level?
2: Oh, look, I think he had his biggest breakout last year. So you're paying a, a fair price for him. And he had some magnificent runs, predominantly as a forward. But as we know, he also played a bit of time in the ruck. So might get ruck forward status. That's an interesting one that someone might <laughs> yeah. burst on and start getting mid-time. Um, who knows with that one? But uh, look, high-quality player. Uh, so Win Hager and Owens are two academy uh, players, both of them going into the third year. They're expecting big things from both of them, uh, and I think they're extremely talented. Probably Owens has got a bit more of the X factor, and Win Hager is that pure grunt. So I think Win Hager ends up being a replacement for still longer term. I think that's where he ends up getting um, and Owens has just got flair, but there, there's a difference between the two, and it's about 100K for Windhager's favour, and Windhager's probably going to have a better
0: role. All right, let's talk about another player, and we'll try and throw to Holmesy if he can hear us here, but uh, look, he's back on deck, I think. Matthias Philippou, just in time, mate. You've missed Paddy Dow, though, unfortunately. We know you dropped out on purpose there, but uh, 470000 bucks you pay for Matthias Philippou. That's a 52-point average. Looked like he had a fair bit of potential. Could he take a jump in year two and be a bit of value up forward?
1: Yeah, look, he definitely fits that mould, doesn't he? I think he's their future. I'd have to throw to you or Stato, though. What what were his junior numbers like? Was he a big scorer? I'll
0: double-check for you while you guys pass your thoughts on him. Yeah, I believe he was a big... I, I remember fantasy coaches were kind of waiting for him to go in the draft because he he had some pretty juicy numbers in, in the juniors. So, yes, he, he is known to be that, but he was also one of the youngest players, I think, in the draft. So it was going to take a little bit of time to develop, but got the height, Holmesy, got the talent, Harmy.
3: He had some uh, big scoring, came. but that was from... Um... Sand for 18s, so that's why he was kind of like yeah. hyped. But it was central 18s; it wasn't the senior comp. So, um yeah, okay. and bombers passed and on him. The
2: national, yeah, the under 18s national championship was a 75. We don't know yeah. what role and stuff as well, but
1: so so nothing to ride home about. But like Harmie mentioned off the top, when we when we think about this St Kilda midfield, we're a little bit sh- unsure about how it's going to line up and. He is their future. He played a lot of games for them last year, which is not easy to do in your first season. So, absolutely, I think he's what well, he's almost guaranteed to go north of his starting price in the low fifties. But where that gets to, I'm not too sure. But I mean, you could do worse. Have a look in the preseason and see what that role is, and if it looks like he's going to be um, in the CBAs, you know, fifty percent of the time, then you can definitely take a punt at it. But he's not someone I've really considered at this moment in time, and until I see something
0: few more names for us to talk about here, lads. Liam Henry, now he did come across from the Dockers, had a really good stretch towards the end of his Dockers tenure as well. Stato, could Liam Henry pop this year at the Saints given he's coming into the number one scoring fantasy team? And we saw a surprising um, career year from Mason Wood last year playing on a wing role as well, going at 92 average. Yeah, priced at
2: 77, I wouldn't be touching Liam Henry on a wing.
0: Oh, subtle win? Draft. Draft depth. Zach Jones, then, Harmy, 484K. This is a guy that has just struggled with injury time and time again, has had patches of brilliance in the fantasy arena. Don't know if patches of brilliance on field, he's more of a fantasy player than probably a damaging footballer, to be fair, Harmy. But, you know, is
3: there a little bit of value? He's only played the four games
0: last year. He is mid only, though, I believe.
3: Yeah, he is, mid only, priced at 54. I had a friend uh, tell me in December that he was in full training and looking really good, and that got me a little bit excited. But that turned out to be a false report, and it was from you, Dos. So um, I, think he's, <laughs> I think he's still on a modified uh-huh. training plan of some sort. Did average 88 in 2021, um, just as he came across to the Saints. But, yeah, he's just... Been injured so often, I just don't think we can really take the risk. I think there's other other players with a poor injury history that are worth taking
1: a stab at, but I just think Zach's have
3: added up too much for me.
1: Yeah, if if he'd had an uninterrupted preseason and he was flying and that was the word coming out of St. Kilda, then he's absolutely the type of player you take a punt at because I mean, back in 2021, when I was when I was flying at the top, I'm pretty sure Ashley's Bombers, who won the comp brought Zach Jones in in that last round. So he had some pretty monster scores that year. And if you can get a few of them and get off to a fly, then absolutely you look at it. But if he hasn't been training, it's he's going to have a slow start and it's not something you really want to touch early.
0: Speaking of injury-prone players, Hunter Clark, 612000 bucks. Unfortunately, he is also only a midfielder this year. I just threw his name in there because I was shocked to see his time on ground for the year, 58% for that uh, 68 average, surprisingly enough. So he had an injury-affected three where he barely played and then a few sub-games in there as well. And then he's just generally a low-time-on-ground player. But Stato, Hunter Clark, 24 years old still. Could he be that extra guy in the midfield that Harmy's talking about that maybe they lack?
2: Yeah, well, he's number six now that we've, we've listed that, that will play through the midfield. But yeah. uh, obviously, um, Hunter's never had a good run with injury and I think the load time on ground uh, is reflective of their want to look after him. So it, it's pure management, but look, he might get a good run, lift his time on ground, not have injured games like he even did again last year um, and his average might come up. But look, 68 average, 600K, You're not touching Hunter Clark, right? Not in Classic.
0: All right, that'll do it for the St Kilda podcast. Make sure you follow us at PodPod AFL on X, formerly Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, pardon me, uh, and also all the stuff on Spotify. Make sure you follow us on there. Chuck us a rating down. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, of course, leave a review, all of that sort of good stuff this preseason, and we'll see you on our next Team Preview podcast. We're smashing through these.